Ho, we buzzing today. Thanks for tuning into Nectar, the podcast for the Raw Honey platform. For my artists, entrepreneurs, and dreamers, we will process through the raw street codes of healing to evolve into our sweetest, most successful selves. In each episode, we'll be buzzing about boundaries, healthy hustling, self-activation, and other topics that liberate us from social expectation and step into self-affirmation. I'm your host, April B. You ready to pollinate? What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Nectar Podcast. Um, I'm so grateful for everyone who listened to the introduction episode. Really, the purpose of that was just to get you kind of acclimated to what's gonna, what you're going to expect on the podcast and what kind of topics we'll be talking about and just kind of feel for everything. So thank you, everyone, for the feedback and for listening and for the downloads. Um, it was so exciting just to see all of this coming in. Um, just a reminder, we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on iHeartRadio, and it will be on the website as well, which I'll share in the description later on. Um, so thank you again. Please continue to download, share it with your friends, all those things. Um, really want to share the buzz with everyone because I'm all excited about helping everyone to heal. Um, so today's topic is called Unpack Your Traumas. Um, and I didn't want to preface it too much because I just really want to tell the story and how it all kind of came to be. Um, please take note that, you know, when I talk about my spiritual journey and my faith with God, um, uh, this is not anything to impose this on anyone else. This is just what has been my journey. And, uh, for me and for what I do in my life, I have to put honor and glory to where it came from for me. And so, um, Jesus Christ is my savior has been, the ultimate thing that has made me be where I be. And like, when I tell this story, like you'll see why I'm so, so firm in that. Um, but again, that's me and my walk. Everything that I say is me and my walk doesn't necessarily mean that's what I'm trying to force or impose on anyone else. Um, it's just part of my story. Um, but I do, however, have, um, you know, a context of there are things that we have to do sometimes to get to the goals that we want to get to in life that are a little different than what we expect. Uh, but when we understand how much our worth is attracted or attached to those things that we want, we'll do whatever it takes to get to that. Uh, and so I want to tell you a story about how Raw Honey began for me um, and kind of this journey of where I was with Raw Honey and where I am now. Um, and hopefully this will speak to you in some way or another um, of unpacking those things that uh, have held us back from who we truly want to be and where we truly want to be uh, and knowing that we deserve it. So I'll uh, give you the preface. So Raw Honey started um, about, let's see, three years ago almost. Yes. Um, Three years ago, um, I was in Hawaii on the beach um, and I 
was just kind of just unpacking with myself of all the things that I had went through that year. Um, I had a pretty tough year in 2017, to be honest. Um, and, uh, I just really went through a lot of, um, a lot of mental health issues. Um, that was my last suicide attempt. Um, I, I was just struggling with things with family and with relationships and with just having an understanding of myself and what I wanted in life. At this time, I was a professor um, at Lincoln University. Love my students all by heart. If any of them are listening, they know this. Um, and, you know, I was 20, I think I was about to turn 20, I don't know, 24, 25? <laughs> 25, I was about to turn 25. And... Um, I was a professor, you know, and so, of course it sounds amazing. It sounds pretentious. Um, a black woman professor under the age of 25, that's great. Um, and I, I enjoyed my job for sure, mostly because I enjoyed my students, like with all of my heart. Yet there was something missing. Uh, I, I knew always that I was interested in art. I was interested in poetry. Um, I was interested in like diversity initiatives. I was interested in the criminal justice system. I went to school for all these things, by the way, not the art part, but everything else. And I wasn't doing any of it. And um, I, I, I questioned myself a lot on like, okay, we've healed from a lot of your traumas, but we're still in this place where we're not really aligned. We as in me, because I have conversations with myself. It's perfectly normal. Uh, but we have this conversation of like, okay, we're not where we want to be. Um, why? Have you ever asked yourself that question of like, I know that there's this occupation I want to do. I know that there's this type of relationship I'd rather be in. I know that there's this city or this thing that I'd rather be in, um, but I'm not doing it for some reason. And I, when people bring it up, or even when I bring it up myself, I, I somehow have an excuse. I'm like, no, I really love what I'm doing right here. You know, I'm saving up. I'm building. You know, that person's okay. You know, it's just, we're getting, taking time. You know, things, we, we make reasons, right? Um, and so I said, I just wonder what I could create to help other people in this process um, of figuring, like, the realness of figuring yourself out, but knowing that our decisions each and every day manifest into where we want to go. And it's just like, boom, fell off the sky, raw honey. You go through this raw process of figuring out who you are. You know, it's, it's not pretty. It's not a three-step program. It's a day-by-day -day confrontation of what we've been doing with ourselves, where we've been at, and challenging how can we do something different to get a little closer to where we want to be. And then reaching that sweet honey at the end of like, this is not processed honey. This is not the, the store-made honey. It's not in a packet. This is the literal, real, raw honey that we're making as worker bees. And so I wanted to create this platform that has, you know, different avenues that people can express their experience of what they go through day to day and express their journey on how to get to where they're going. Um, so I was like, I literally was on a vacation. It was like Christmas vacation with my family and I have on the beach with my laptop for two days, like just going in. Um, and so I thought about like, okay, I want to blog. I want a podcast. I want to use photography. I want to do coaching. Um, I just want to do all kinds of things, especially with artistic expression and using therapeutic strategies, but in a like unique, innovative way that's more receptive. 
Um, and so I'm telling my friends about it. I'm like, y'all, I'm so excited. I'm going to start this platform. I kind of want to make it into a business. They're excited, everything. Um, and so for the next few months, this is when the challenge came because, you know, while I was trying to fire this up and make it happen, at the same time, you know, I was still teaching. I was applying uh, for a doctoral program and I, I was kind of putting it on the back burner. I was like, well, it's not as pretentious. It's not as important. So I probably shouldn't even care about this. Um, I don't think other people will care about this. And I actually wrote a blog about it on um, how I valued the accolades and the, the pretentious and like how I was viewed to the rest of the world over what I was truly and deeply passionate about. And so have you ever been in that place too, especially as a black woman? You know, we, we really value, um, because of what society has taught us that we're already not valuable enough, we put, add on some extra things to make ourselves look more valuable and feel more valuable, but in reality, we still feel empty somehow. And so we pack on even more to fill that void, but it's like, that's not what's going to fill the void. It's the thing that's going to fill the void that's going to fill the void. Um, and so, you know, I, I went through that process. And I remember one day one of my students came up to me and said, Mr. Napier, um, you talk about criminal justice a lot. You know, you talk about diversity and inclusion a lot. Why are you a professor? And I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I'm not the type of person that will make up a lie and, 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 and try to fluff myself. I honestly said, that is a good question. And I, I felt so hurt in my spirit because even my students knew this is like not even what I'm deeply passionate about. Um, they see my face and I light up about talking about everything else. When I talk about my poetry album, when I talk about diversity stuff, when I talk about the criminal justice system, I could talk about that all day. Um, and to see that I wasn't doing any of that, that confused them. And I realized quickly that I'm setting an example that, hey, even though you're passionate about certain things, don't do it because the world's not going to accept it. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking, I'm thinking in that moment of everything that I put aside with raw honey. And so, right, when you're like, okay, I moved to a new state so that therefore I'm going to be a new person. I moved to a new relationship so therefore I'm going to be a new person. Not if you take the same stuff with you which is what happened. Um, and so although I started to step, you know, it was a diversity job. So I'm like, oh, I'm in the right direction. I, I got out of teaching. I still was teaching a little on the side, but I got out of that. I'm doing diversity, but I still wasn't doing raw honey. So even when I was in a space where I was doing diversity work, something was missing. And even, and again, um, especially, and I'm, I'm talking as the lens of a black woman, but I know this is definitely relatable for whether you're just woman, whether you're just black, whether um, your other identities, um, that when you are in a minority um, status, there is this weight that's put upon you that, oh my gosh, it's a black woman director. Like we look up to you, hail the black woman director. And so you're like, you're internalizing this, like almost praise of you when in reality they're not stepping in your shoes and figuring out what you have to go through to remain in this role. And so I, I turned from, you know, pushing away my suppression to obligation. Oh, I'm obligated to be every student of color's mentor. 
I'm obligated to stay in this role even though I'm not happy and I'm going home crying every day. I'm even crying in my office in front of my students. Um, I wasn't healthy. And again, we're just, we're in this place of like, why do I continue to separate myself from what I know is for me? Why? Um, Why am I separating myself from what I really want in life? And so I took the brave leap again and left that job as well. Um, it was it was because of that and just some other external influences that was stunting my mental health and my spiritual health um, and that I needed to really, really, really become April. And little by little, I, I really had to surrender it all. So, okay, I surrendered 75%. I moved to Dallas, which was my, my first ultimate goal. I, I risked it all. I downsized my house, downsized my salary, downsized my position, and moved to Dallas. Um, I was out of that job in 45 days. 45 days. Because it comes to a point, this is like, again, I'm not trying to be preachy, even though I always say that, but I'm grateful that God loved me so much that when I put myself in the third position that I knew good and well I wasn't supposed to be in, he said, well, I'm not going to even make this happen. I'm going to make this hectic for you to the point that you cannot stay. And I was gone in 45 days. I didn't get fired. I left. But it was, it was unbearable. And so when, when he got me to that point, I said, okay, God, I feel you. Okay, I don't have a job now, Lord. I don't have an income. I just moved to this new area. I don't know anybody here, but I am surrendering all to you. I'm sorry it took me so long, but here we are. You, me, raw honey. What is my first task, Lord? You know, I'm ready. I'm like all about the tasks. I'm like, okay, like, what do you want me to do first? He said, great, unpack your traumas. I said, oh, I'm sorry, Lord. What is my first task for the business since I, you know, got rid of everything out of my life and I don't have a salary and I have a house? What's my first task for the business that you want me to pour into? He said, yes, unpack your traumas. I said, God, I don't think you hear me. Um, I promise I'll talk to him like this because I, I was so confused on what he's saying. So I, I asked one more time. What is the first task of this business? And he said, unpack your traumas. So I didn't listen. You know, like you, you, you do this thing where you're like, I know what I need to do. I need to get some bread because I need to pay these bills. Okay. Um, and so graciously, um, you know, shout out to my grandma. She was able to help me in this season as well as I had a lot of money saved up. Um, financial aid does wonders too. Um, and I had like, you know, little side hustles. Like I, I shoot for people in photography and, um, you know, do a little coaching and stuff like that. So, you know, I know, I know how to keep my hustle up. Um, and so I was like, no, I'm going to put events together and make sure that they're like chargeable events. Like, so I can get this money in by March. Like I need a check. I need thousands of dollars. My graduation is coming up. I need, it's in Cali. We finna kick it. So I need a check, God, okay? But thank you about this trauma thing. I'll, I'll work on it from 9 to 10 a.m., you know, in our prayer time. But other than that, I'm getting this check. So 
what happened? One, COVID. <laughs> COVID happened. And it's interesting that, like, even though COVID happened to all of us, I felt it really personal. I felt like God was like, so what you going to do now? I don't, he, every time I try to do something that's outside of his will, he will cut that off. Um, but two, before COVID happened, you know, there was an opportunity for registration. My registration numbers were so low for my events. I mean, so low, so low. And I had put so much money into these events. I mean, so much money. And it was not, it was not a ratio at all of what money I put in to what money um, was being paid for these events. And so I felt hurt. <laughs> and of course, I, sh I shouldn't have because this is what I did. But in the meantime, I said, you know what, God, I'm going to increase I'm going to really submit. I listened to a sermon and, and I said, oh my gosh, God told me exactly what my first task was to do to make this business successful. I need to unpack my traumas. And so I worked on it. Oh, I worked on stuff with my family. I worked on relationship things. I worked on friendships. I worked on how I socialized with others, how I viewed myself. It was horrific. It was, it was, it was painful. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I'm, I'm not going to make it feel like it seemed like it's like roses. It was hard. Um, there, there were days where I thought I was depressed because I was so in the thick of things that used to make me, that used to make me depressed. But the difference was this time was I had a safety net because this is what I was supposed to do. God was like, this is your task. Therefore, I'm going to, I'm going to secure you in your task. I want to support you in your task. You know, there, um, the, in the Virtuous Woman passage in the Bible, the, one of the parts that really stick out to me is uh, they said that her arms were strong enough for her task. And that I, I just, I can never stop thinking about that because what God said for me to unpack my trauma, I'm getting teary-eyed right now, by the way, I just want to be transparent. When God said for me to unpack my traumas, he knew that he had built my arms strong enough for that task. He didn't build my arms yet for the part that comes after that, which is why it failed. But he built my arms strong enough for me to attack my tasks, which was unpacking my traumas. And I did. In the past, I couldn't because in the past, I, I didn't have strong enough arms for that. But I did today. I did now. I did in this season. And so day by day, week by week, month by month, literally, I'm, I'm not being funny. As I'm unpacking more traumas, crazy stuff was happening with my business that literally every time people ask me, how's your business going? I had no idea. When people were like joining my beauty tribe, like out of nowhere in the middle of, I think it was only took a week or a week and a half. I had 50 people in my beauty tribe and I went from 12 to going from finally having a staff where I have a CFO, I have an attorney, I have interns. I have a podcast now. I have marketing. I have PR. Like, I went from literally scraping things together and busting all of my money on something that completely failed to having a full foundation to run a platform in a business, having partners, having sponsors. And all I did was focus on unpacking my traumas. All I did was focus on, and it wasn't even the traumas. You know, it is that the traumas, unpacking the traumas did help because it actually has helped me 
one, be more equipped for everything that's happening, and two, be a better coach. Like, if I'm going to be a coach, how am I going to coach you and I can't even get my own life together? So it wasn't just unpacking the traumas. It was believing God. It was believing that whatever he said that I needed to do, it was enough to do. I don't need to do anything else. Unpacking my trauma stopped me from trying to do 50 things on my platform at one time and fail them all versus focusing on two things and making them extravagant. Unpacking my traumas helped me to be more present than when people are asking me for panels, I'm actually able to give good information. Unpacking my traumas helped me to set boundaries on people in my life who were not going to give me positive energy in this season or realize who was falling off and not hold on to them anymore. But not just that, unpacking my traumas showed that I trusted God. That's all he wanted to see. He could have said, I need to sit on my head every single day to make my business work. And if I just did that, that would just show that he's like, I'm just making sure you trust me. Now I'm going to give you what you want. The blessings that I've seen in this time have made it worth it. And it just didn't make sense in the time. And I, every time people call me and ask me, how's your business going? How's your business going? I said, I honestly can't answer. You have to ask me, how's unpacking my traumas going? Because if I stop unpacking my traumas, the business thing stops. But the more I keep doing it, it keeps flowing. It keeps flowing and flowing and flowing. And so I'm saying this. I hope this whole journey, you did not get lost. But what I'm saying here is, one, you've got to step into your purpose. It is waiting for you. It is literally waiting for you. And to know how wild it is to know that Raw Honey was just sitting there waiting for me. I mean, every wrong turn I took, I don't want to say wrong turns because I, I don't regret anything in my life ever. Um, but every turn that I took that was not towards Raw Honey, it waited for me. Your purpose is waiting for you. It wants you. It needs you. It cannot be done without you. So go ahead and start stepping into it because it is worth it. It is worth it. I have never, I've never felt so alive, so free, and so liberated after stepping into starting Raw Honey. And it was not easy. It was not easy downsizing. It was not easy not having, this is the first time in a very long time since I was in college that didn't have money coming in. Like consistent, nice looking checks. You know, this, this, is, this is a whole new season for me to be vulnerable and transparent to people and tell my story to people. I mean, the real story, the ugly story to people in, in a place of servanthood to others. This is the most liberated I've ever felt. And you have to believe that you deserve this. You deserve to feel this. You deserve to walk in this. And you'll get to that point that you'll get so tired of whatever is not feeling you. You'll get tired of that job. You get tired of that relationship. You get tired of that city and that city's mindset. You get tired of your friends and the friends is not pouring into you. You get tired of your family and your family don't believe in you. And you're going to step up and say, I'm going to do what I deserve. And you're going to go for it. And that, I think that's what clicked for me of when God said to unpack my traumas, he was just testing to see what I do, what I do, whatever it took 
to go for what I deserve. And so I just hope that resonates with you um, in some way or another. If there's something in your life that you're holding on to and you really want to step into that next level with, go for it. But the first thing you have to understand is, do I deserve it? Have I told myself I deserve it? You know, that I'm going to preface the next episode that uh, I'm going to talk about. Uh, it's called uh, Be Your Worth. And um, that's my phrase, my catchphrase or everything. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that to unpack all of that all about what you deserve, but I want you to sit in that. I want you to um, reflect on what in your life are you ready to open up and step into that purpose? What thing can I do day by day? I mean, I'm talking about day by day unpacking traumas. I'm talking about like literally having to write out affirmations every day, having to the smallest conversations where I'm using vulnerability with my friends or using boundaries with my friends, not talking to people after nine o'clock or before 9 a.m. Those little things every single day got me to where I am right now. It's not this big grandiose thing. It's not your business plan. It's not having the most money in the bank account. It's not having the right lenders. It's not all that stuff. It's what we do every single day. And that doesn't take as a burden, that takes as access. That every single day, we have the power and the permission to work towards who and what we want to be. So, hope this resonates with you. Um, And until next time, um, please step into your purpose. Unpack your traumas if you need to and go into who you're designed to be. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Nectar Podcast. For more information about the Raw Honey platform, visit our website at www.rawhoneypf.com and subscribe to The Hive so that you can keep up with all of our latest buzz. Also, follow us on social media. Find us on Facebook at Raw Honey Platform, on Instagram at rawhoney underscore pf, and on Twitter at rawhoneypf. You can also send an email to tell me your thoughts about today's episode, questions about the platform, or if you just want to say hi. You can reach us at rawhoneywc at gmail.com. And finally, always remember that nectar endures a process. So in this time, continue to practice our raw wellness tips included in the show notes so that you can become the healthiest honey possible. Most of all, buzzers, believe in